2: Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson. I am your host here at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Thank you for joining us. I welcome each and every one of you. I love that you found this show. I love that you join this show. I love that you choose this show. And if you're loyal listeners every week, God bless you. I love you too. I love anyone who chooses that this is the show that fits for them our Facebook. I'm going to get right to some of these logistics. Illuminating Now, all one word. Twitter, at sign, Illuminating Now. So that's pretty simple. Qualityforlifecoaching.com. That's my website. I'm willing to do a free consult. Anything you want to talk about? Something on your mind? Want to talk about what you want to hear on the show? Maybe you want to be on the show. Feel free. Free consult. It's worth it because it's free. So com, no spaces, no numbers, lots of activity going on on the website. Take a look. Our guest today, which I will introduce shortly, her website, www.suzannerosswellness.com. Suzanne, spelled with two N's, like the regular spelling, Ross, two S's, suzannerosswellness.com. This station has... Grown this, and I call it a community because I include followers on Facebook. I include Twitter. I include radio broadcasts. I include archives. I include all kinds of things. And, you know, when we get past 20,000, 30, 50,000, 70,000, it's a big deal. We're, we're a community. We're people who want to build and contribute and make a difference and join each other and see what's new and see what's next. And we've done that. And I, I continue to thank you for that because It takes all of us to make that happen. Today's part two of a part two series. So it's the good part, right? Because you get part one, and I do hope you listen because that was last week. It goes together, part one, part two. So you put it together and you get to kind of say, ah, that's what all that was. So last week we had Suzanne Ross on as our special guest. I will introduce her shortly. We focused on empowered eating. That can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. But after you listen to last week's show, you'll really get what it means because Suzanne explains it very well, and she brings a lot of information to the table with how that could enter your life and change your life for the better. Today, Suzanne returns, and she's allowing a platform for us to visit some of my views and beliefs on enlightened living. We have worked together before. We've created a program that joins these two concepts, and we decided to bring it to the air. I am thrilled to have her on the show with me again, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Suzanne and a little about myself, since we're both going to be sort of talking interactively on this. Suzanne Ross has been a wellness professional for over 20 years, specializing primarily in fitness and nutrition programming, so she certainly knows her stuff. She opened up her first fitness center in Southern California in 1996. Continued expanding her facility till 2008, and then she moved to Northern California. For the last six years, Suzanne has been providing wellness services at a premier Bay Area Lifestyle Center. And as an elite personal trainer and a nutrition coach, she offers both one on one services, so you can talk to her personally or learn very specifically what you might want, and she also offers workshops focused on integrative wellness for the body, mind, and soul. So I love that, thinking about integrative health and all that we need to make us whole. She also conducts workshops at smaller venues that embrace an integrative approach to wellness. And she works for larger corporate groups seeking progressive wellness and programming. And, you know, it's due to the powerful transformations, and she has certainly shared some of these with me that, you know, they just kind of blow me away, but then they shouldn't because of who she is. And if you ever get the chance to meet her, you'll see. But these powerful transformations that happen to her students and that they experience, you know, as a result of her workshops, she felt compelled to reach a wider audience with her evolutionary approach to wellness, which is quite unique, truly. Suzanne has since become an inspirational author and a motivational speaker, impacting the lives of so very many. She does motivational speaking engagements focused on human potential and is writing a book based on her own personal concept of evolutionary wellness called Lighten Up 10 Days to a More Enlightened Way of Being. So, you know, that's being released. Um, She's got a book released in early 2015, so coming real soon. So, you want to check out www.suzannerosswellness.com. You will get to see what books the trilogy, what dates release, all of that. A little bit about myself, I don't usually do that on the air, but you know, we're going to kind of design the show a little differently. She's going to sort of have a platform where she's going to interview me a bit, give me the opportunity to share some of my thoughts and we'll talk interactively, of course. I, I am a life coach. We know that. We, we talk about anything to do with life, and I'm interested in all things that affect our lives. I do have my master's in counseling psychology. I did go through a school of holistic studies and a specialization in transpersonal. I am certified in relationship counseling and conflict resolution and mediation, and I'm halfway through my Ph.D., and if you want to read credentials, by all means, go to my website, go to my LinkedIn. It's all there. I also am the chosen relationship coach on call for WOR710 New York AM radio, top station. And that's through ChangeYourAttitudeChangeYourLife.com, ran by Joan Herman, C-Y-A-C-Y-L.com. Take a look at that. I constantly evangelize and speak about living with identity, purpose, self-esteem, self-love. I know Suzanne does too. And we're going to delve into why and how those are part of enlightened living in the next hour. So I just, I want to kind of draw some of this together, enlightened living, you know, like, what does it mean? It sounds so big, (laughs) enlightened living, but it's really going to draw back to some very basic concepts. to love yourself and to believe in yourself and to have a purpose and the kinds of things that we talk about a lot belong right to that category of enlightened living. So Suzanne, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining us again. It's so awesome to have you two weeks in a row and to have you here to, to do this with us.
3: Thank you so much, Lindsay. I am thrilled to be here again. And it was so exciting recently designing a workshop together. And my part of it was empowered eating. And it was just so much fun to talk about that on your last show. And to have this opportunity to interview you about enlightened living is great. So um, that was the part of the workshop that you developed. And so let's just dive right into enlightened living and maybe you can share with us um, some of the thoughts that you presented in our workshop.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, this is such a passion for me. And I just think that there are just so many ways. Enlightenment is a big word. And so it can mean, you know, opening doors and awareness and paying attention and So I think there's so many ways to enlighten yourself and empower yourself to live a life that allows you to feel really good, allows you to reach your potential, and allows you to really get where you want to go.
3: Yeah, you have so many great things to say about that. Um, Can you share some of the ways that um, your enlightened living can really impact people's lives?
2: there's so many ways. Um, and thank you for asking. I, you know, I'd love to talk about it. I could go on and on. I know. So I mentioned that, um, being relationship coach on call on that, um, New York station, you know, but I bring it up because I sort of tried to choose, um, because recently I brought up a couple of things and I thought, what was most important? What if I had to prioritize? And, you know, I thought reaching your potential and communication really change how you live. So I think that, you know, doing things that allow you to reach your potential and, and, and there certainly are some things, but it's about, it's about creating it for yourself. So reaching your potential has a lot to do with creating opportunities for yourself. I talk a lot about extraneous opportunities. I talk a lot about the, our job, our boss, did we get a raise, uh, did that, did our friend call, um, you know, did we get married? Did we get divorced? You know, w- what we're judged on or what we're, you know, maybe lifted up because everybody thinks we have a nice house or we have the perfect husband or wife or the perfect child or the grades are good. Or, and my point is that's all extraneous. We can love ourselves for so very many reasons. And so that's, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that for now, but reaching potential should have a strategy that includes You bringing yourself and communication really with yourself and every relationship in your life. Once again, whether it's your partner, your child, your boss, your friends, a stranger, someone in the grocery store, how you communicate, how to deal with someone who's angry, you know, um, these are ways I believe that allow you to have an enlightened life and they empower you if you know how to communicate. Does that make sense?
3: Absolutely. I mean, I think how you interact with others in this life is certainly a really uh, important part of whether you are successful or not, or whether you can create opportunities and really embrace them. And I always encourage people to really pay attention to how they are interacting you know, with others as they go about their day. So, yes, I do believe that communication is a really important part of reaching your highest potential. Are there other things you'd like to focus on as far as reaching potential? Well, I think, you know, I I think it's kind of
2: like this bundled package, and I do appreciate what you just said because I do think, I just want to note that I think we miss that whole interacting thing, like, we think that's on the side. We are going through our life trying to achieve something, and we interact along the way. And we're missing that the interactions are so much of the power that we have and the awareness and enlightenment that can open our eyes to see what, what might happen next if we make a good choice. So the interactions are actually, you know, that, that connects to relationship, which is so powerful, it connects to the witnesses in our life that will make a difference in how, again, we see ourselves and can reach potential. As far as other things, I do talk a lot about identity and purpose. I bring those up a lot. I think that being able to talk, well, my other, my other things are self-esteem and self-worth. So I think that you need self-esteem and you need self-worth and certainly self-love to feel good. And I evangelize these concepts constantly. And I think that if you, you know, if you don't have a belief system, it it, it can be very troubling to walk through life. So it's important to stop and say, what do I believe in? What do I like? What do I want? What do I know? What do I stand up for? And that's part of identity. And purpose is, you know, why am I here? what can I contribute? And it doesn't have to stay the same every day. It can change every single day of the week if you wanted to. But you, you want to be able to wake up and say, why am I here? What might I do to change something for the better, for myself, for others? So I think those are really important. And um, I think a lot of time, what we talked about last week, limiting beliefs, you know, I think those do get in our way though.
3: Absolutely. Um, self-limiting beliefs definitely prevent us from reaching our highest potential.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I have talked so much about this. Um, and, you know, we, we both just so resonate. The, the, the stories of our life, um, some people call it our baggage, which I, I don't really, I don't see a negative connotation to baggage. I actually think our baggage is Beautiful. It's it's how we got here. It's the stories that got us here, and and you know. So I don't see a negative, but some people certainly do. And oh my god, you know, you see people say, "Don't bring your baggage," or you know, somebody's going to date someone. I'll date someone, but you better not have any baggage, you know. So I, I'm not in agreement. Baggage is stories, and it's 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 how you got somewhere. But when you take the stories from your life and you take your history, and then you actually define yourself and create boxes that you cannot get out of because of what you've been through, I think then we stop believing we deserve any more than what those stories are. So if we were punished, if we were held back, if we were made fun of, if we, you know, were never chosen for anything, you know, if those are some of the stories in our head, then we believe that's how it's supposed to go. And we lock those stories in our subconscious. And, and or of course needless to say something worse if we were abused if we were traumatized if something horrible happened we lock those secrets away and this is really key i i talk about this a lot because i think it's so key those go to the subconscious mind there is no way if, if you push something down inside you that is dark i call it dark i call it our uglies um it's the stuff that's hard to look at and certainly not the stuff we choose to talk about with others. But if we push it down, it actually still chants. It chants in our subconscious. And so then we just invite the exact energy and the exact situations back into our life again. We, we don't mean to, but our subconscious chants it and we, the behaviors that we do, invite it right back into our life. So... You know, it's about talking about things consciously that give us the chance to get it out of our system
3: and rewrite the story. Absolutely. And I thought that was a really important part of our enlightened living approach to the workshop that we gave where we actually had the participants journal Transformative experiences or experiences that stuck out for them as ones that needed to be healed. And so, in doing that, um, they were able to see what they were meant to learn from the experience and also, you know, transmute some of that negative energy into more, you know, positive emotions. And I believe you referred to the process as purge and process.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's so critical and there's different ways to do it. And, um, I think that, cause there are so many people who, and certainly clients that I've had, but people that I've met too, who, you know, They will invite the same energy. They'll say, you know, I had domestic abuse in my house when I was young and I swore, you know, I couldn't wait to grow up and get out of that house. And then they get out of it and then they say, you know, this is my third relationship where I'm being, you know, I'm being abused. And they'll cry and feel horrible and say, it makes no sense to me. I know for sure I didn't want it. I don't want it. It's not at all what my life is supposed to look like. But I keep absolutely inviting these people that will beat me up or you know or I provoke it so it happens. When I explain this concept of the subconscious that you know I, that they don't talk about it much, they they feel like, "Oh, so it's a dead end." So it's stuck down there and and so that purging process that you brought up yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge thing that I evangelize is that it's bringing it to the consciousness means we're going to talk about it. And again, in journaling is another way. So it's getting it out of you. It could be writing it on paper. It could be a therapist, a coach, a friend, but it is getting it out of you because much of that is toxic. And so, it, it doesn't mean it heals every wound and it wipes away every memory and, you know, you don't have it. But it's literally a phenomenon that's almost like a miracle. But if you can get it out of you and put it to a conscious level, I always say when things are in consciousness, we get to control the plan. We can manage our own lives. You know, we, we aren't going to have chaos and craziness happening to us we can design a plan that we would like to happen because now we're integrating something we don't like we're willing to name it and we're going to put it in the plan but maybe part of putting in the plan is to say we don't want it and so I think it's 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 critical purge and process and sometimes it's even you remember the positive things that happen and so you're also putting those out as well but maybe those are affirmations that you don't give yourself because you're pushing everything
3: down. So, if does that make sense? It sure does. It sounds like when we can identify, you know, the negative emotions that are maybe attached to experiences we've had in our lives and work on transforming them into more positive ones, then we'll start to attract more positive experiences instead of continuing to track the same negative ones from our past.
2: Yeah, I, I really do think, I think people, like I said, they look too extraneous. They're so sure that there's something out there that will make them happy, that will give them the life they want. And I think it's so interesting, you know, our brain and our heart are the tools. That's it. We actually have them. We're walking with them. We have everything we need. We have everything we need to be able to have the life we want. So it is the limiting beliefs. it is the revisiting of the stories, and it is absolutely, you know, a belief system in not deserving things. You know, people absolutely believe, I don't deserve that. I will never be worthy of that. That could never happen to me. I mean, I'm just not one of those people who's going to get that. And, you know, so they really, you know, lock that down. And um, so the brain and the heart can't open up to enlightenment. They cannot open up to, you know, this universal energy that I know you and I have spoke of before. The universe would like you to have everything you want but you have to want it and believe you can have it. You you, ha- you have to believe that to start to be enlightened and aware enough to see the signs and gifts and blessings that are all around
3: you that you have access to. Do you agree? Absolutely. It goes back to the self-limiting thoughts that lead to self-limiting actions and behaviors. And if you can really get to the root of, you know, why we keep having these, um, you know, negative beliefs about ourselves that aren't true, we can use those positive affirmations to start saying, You know, instead of I am not this or I am not that to start saying I am worthy, you know, I can do this and I will. You know, I think those affirmations are really powerful and really help people believe in their highest potential.
2: Yeah, you know, and I think you talk about the truth and, and 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 all of this is about the truth i mean we are talking about you know because we're defining it by beliefs you know limited beliefs self-limiting beliefs negative beliefs you know we and and so beliefs are beliefs and we have the right to believe anything we want but but are our beliefs the truth they might be they might not um i think So part of our freedom, part of our freedom, and I'm going to go back to part of enlightenment, part of awareness, part of taking shackles off, part of empowerment has everything to do with the truth. And the truth, honestly, I'm going to go as far as to say it might be just a perspective, which goes back to your mind and heart. You might define your own truth. You might decide. There might be two truths. Maybe your story from the past is your truth. Maybe it should go on the rest of your life, and that is your truth. Or maybe we should rewrite it right now and rewrite a different story. And now that's the truth. So I think that um, I want to talk about that. I know we're going to go to break. And so I think that this is an important subject. I, I know you and I, Suzanne, we have so often been on the same page. And we drew together from the beginning when we met and spent, I think, our very first meeting, four or five hours together. You know, we just we have so many thoughts and um, ideas and philosophies in common, and so I know that truth and authenticity and um, you know being who you are is something we both believe in, and so I want to be able to address that. I, I, I want to go a little deeper into that, and so when we come back from break. I want to talk about that because I think that, you know, the truth is not easy. I'm going to just say that. I believe it takes courage and bravery to be with truth. And people think, you know, it's the truth. Of course you tell the truth. Why not? You know, it's quite often it's quite difficult. And it's the brave people and the people with courage who step forward and speak with total truth. But I think that's when the shackles can sometimes fall off. So... I want to talk about that. I want to go to break. I want you all to stay tuned and don't leave us. We are on Illuminating Now. I am your host, Lindsay Levinson. We do have our guest, Suzanne Ross, and we will be right back.
5: Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace to speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business.
5: What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week.
4: There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat. Creator of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. What kind of world do you want to live in? Should we continue down our current path or is there a better way?
3: Together we can change the world. We must start with ourselves, then we can future-proof our homes,
2: businesses and communities. Many people don't realize it, but most of our society's
3: biggest problems can be solved using current technology. My name is Shane Wolf and I want to help you understand what you can do right now to make a difference while saving money, reducing your
2: environmental impact and improving the health of yourself and the people around you. Join me for Future Proof Radio, and let's build a better world.
4: Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety.
1: You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's l-i-n-z-i-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Illuminating Now.
2: Hi, this is Lindsay Levinson, and I am your host, and you are back, and we welcome you back. We're glad you're back. Thanks for hanging in because we're talking about enlightened living. And we talked last week about empowered eating. And we're really trying to offer ways to expand your life, yourself, into highest potential. Our guest today is Suzanne Ross. She was our guest last week, too. It's a two part series. And Suzanne and I built a workshop, and so this is how it went. Empowered Eating was certainly connected to many skills and much of the training Suzanne has in her past, and Enlightened Living was the part that I was responsible for creating some of, and we share many, many thoughts on so many of these issues, and so It's great. It was great to develop a program and it was great to decide to bring it to the air, to the listeners, to all of you who can take what you want from it. But, you know, it's about growth. And as I said, expansive thinking about how to get to your highest self. Sometimes we don't connect the words, right? Highest self, potential, Um, getting where we want to go, sometimes we don't connect those things with words like enlightened living or empowered eating. But, you know, Suzanne and I take things to a pretty deep level. Like, you know, it's, it's all about lifestyle and it's all about choices and it's all about awareness. And so we went to break and you know, so, so we certainly covered a lot. If you missed last week, please go find it in archives because I think that it's very valuable and it is a two-part series. I just want to say that because they, it all goes together about how you can look at yourself, how you can make valuable choices, what you're grateful for, about being okay with mistakes. It's okay to make a mistake. We all do. In fact, it's good. You get to learn and grow and you also get to forgive yourself. And that's an awesome thing to learn. And to do so, you know, that's, that was even part of last week. So all of this goes together. We were talking about many things that, you know, how do you reach your potential? What's identity? What's self-love? What is your purpose? You know, lots of the things certainly that I evangelize and talk a lot about that I believe lead us directly to self-love, but aren't the easiest things. Um, we also reviewed a little bit about the subconscious and if you've been traumatized, if you've been hurt, if you just don't like some things about yourself and you think, eh, I don't want to talk about that stuff. That's my icky stuff. And you push it down. How ironic that you invited into your life. And so people don't know how to get out of that trap. But the answer is purging and processing? The answer is lifting what is in your subconscious that you have shoved down and are sure you should not talk about and get it out to the conscious level. It can be talking to someone. I think that's optimal, but it certainly can be journaling it. But once you put it into consciousness, you can then make your own plan. And that dark stuff is part of the plan, but part of the plan might be, that you don't want it anymore. So your life doesn't control you. You control your own life when you take your dark stuff and move it to consciousness and out of the subliminal. We talked about that. We talked about, and when we went to break, truth. I think a lot of us don't talk enough about this. And so we don't say that our immune system and our health And our lives have a lot more to be gained and a lot more potential to live longer and certainly a lot more potential to live healthier if we tell the truth. And so I was talking and Suzanne was talking about authenticity and what it is to be brave and have courage and say what's real, whether it's to yourself, whether it's to a partner, whether it's to your child, your boss, a friend, a neighbor, a stranger, what is true. What do you think about that, Suzanne? Do you think truth plays a big role in you know, what gets us to our potential or what even makes us happy or keeps us well?
3: I do. And I think that's one of the things that's so valuable about the workshop format is that we create a safe environment for people to express Those experiences in their life that they're holding on to, you know, maybe some of the darker secrets, um, as well as some of the really positive memories, Uh, they are able through both to really reveal, you know, who they are. So, you know, I think that the way that, you know, the workshop format works with the journaling, we're able to say, okay, These are the negative beliefs, the emotions that we need to let go. And we were able to use that, you know, transmuting process to sort of put, you know, the experience they're hanging on to in front of them and to literally, you know, draw out the anger, the resentment, the blame, and to instead replace it with forgiveness and love and compassion and understanding. And then on the other hand, the positive experiences, you know, these are things that we can value and cherish. These are the gems. And a lot of times, you know, they're the life lessons. I mean, you learn life lessons from both negative and positive experiences, But when you can identify, you know, the lessons you were meant to learn from your life, then you can really start to reveal who you are on a much deeper level. This is what my book, Wake Up, um, the 10 Day Life Lessons Workshop is all about. It's like looking at your life, seeing what lessons you're meant to learn from it, and as a result, revealing your authentic self.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that, and, and I love that, revealing your authentic self. I think when I talk about truth, and I certainly do bring up health, and I bring up immune system, and a lot of times people, at least in the beginning, <laughs> they look at me a little funny, and they're like, wait, what? We're t- Tell the truth? What's that got to do with my immune system? What are you talking about? Um, I really want to drive this home. You know the truth about anything. I don't care if it, I mean, unless unless you don't have certain memories. We all have some memories and some of our memories are gone. But if you know something and it's really what you know and you're being yourself, then you're aligned with your beliefs. So if you believe it, And you evangelize it, you speak it, you say it's what you believe in, and then you actually act accordingly. Your behavior is aligned with the things you say you believe in and you would do. This allows you not only to have a strong identity, but your identity can shine. And it's a very big piece of the immune system I, you know, I might want to talk all day long about having an identity helps you have find self-love and self-esteem. I do believe that too. I believe if you know yourself, if you have beliefs, if you, you know, if you don't have some, find some, you know, because it, it's, it's part of knowing who you are and having some beliefs that create a you. But I'm also going to say if alignment, congruency, homeostasis, <laughs> the, 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 you know, the calm inside, That what you believe and what you speak is exactly how you behave and what you do. And that creates health. And many, many of us don't do that. And that's not because many people are bad people. People are in circumstances and situations or they're just not getting help or they're not talking something through or they don't even know they can change what they're doing, you know, and, and so they actually do believe in a lot of things, but it's not at all how they're behaving or what they're doing or what their life's about, and that causes inner conflict. And inner conflict, unbeknownst to many, will break down your immune system. So take, you know, go the opposite words. If it's a, you know, misalignment. If it's an incongruency and, you know, if you do not have homeostasis, um, you might have something that's the opposite. We'll go with chaos. If that's inside you, you're going to have some somatic reactions, you know, so if you don't feel supported, it could be your back. If you don't feel like you have a voice in the world because somebody's bullying you or it's domestic violence or whatever, you might have a cough or pneumonia or wheeze or asthma. You know, there are many somatic ways your body will call out to let you know that what you believe and wish for is not at all the situation that you're living. And I think that that kind of leads us to integrative health. But I want to just sort of stop there before we go to integrative health and say to Suzanne, like, what do you think about what I'm saying?
3: Absolutely. I think any time that you have a physical ailment, you can probably connect it to something that's out of alignment, you know, in your life and, you know, maybe some aspect of your life, you could be living differently in a way, you know, that's more in alignment with your authentic self. And I just have a good example. And I believe that you do too. Um, About 20 years ago, I was working in the world of corporate retail. And I was definitely misaligned with my true calling in the field of wellness. And so because of the, you know, mean spirited political environment, you know, I was having a lot of physical ailments. I had eczema so bad that my hair was literally falling out and my skin was falling off and I had anxiety and, you know, for me, I was very fortunate because I actually... You know, had a sort of profound awakening that um, led me out of the suffering and helped me to realize that my, you know, true passion and calling really was in the field of wellness and helping people. So I was fortunate in that regard. As soon as I recognized what my true passion was and I started to follow my heart, my health turned right around and I you know, have been much healthier ever since. So I think that's a really good example of just, you know, finding out what ignites your passion, you know, listening to your heart and following it. You know, this is the best medicine. I
2: love that you shared that example. And of course, you know, you made me think of a couple things. So you know, and, and examples are great, I think, for listeners and me when I listen to things. You know, I love people's personal stories. I believe they're the most credible and, and influential, um, what people have gone through. And I was in the corporate world as well uh, for a long time and and very successful. And, and, and I actually loved my job. I, I, I did not like the politics, so that was an incongruency. That absolutely was something. Um, I was high enough up to sort of... Dodge and weave, which just means, you know, I it wasn't coming down on me a lot, but I was having to implement things I did not believe in. I was having to fight and say, "Wait, what? Why would we take away that person's bonus? We promised it." You know, and I would be told, "You're either in management or you're not. So do what we say." You know, so there was a lot of that. Um, You know, there's certainly politics raised to a place where at some point you you start to really rethink things, and I also had someone die of cancer at a very young age that I was very involved in. And I'll never forget planning that person's funeral. And I mean, I was, I was holding that person's hand at their time of death. I, I, so I had to plan their funeral and I was doing their music video of their life. And it was so huge in the world what that all meant. And I'll never forget my boss, who was a really good person, just saying to me, you know, there's a lot of deals that haven't closed yet. And you know you're the closer. You know I was the manager of a big team, but um, but you know anything that didn't close, they waited for me to close every month. And so you know he was like, "Well, when are you coming back? We're waiting for you. You know we're not going to hit our quota if you don't come back and close these babies up." And I just remember thinking, "Who cares?" <laughs> like I cared about them, but it was so insignificant that all these deals were waiting to be closed, and I was trying to figure out how to make sure I represented the celebration of this young person's life who is now gone. And it's at that juncture I stepped away. Like I just, you know, I mean, I I gave my notice and did it with respect, but I exited the corporate world. And like you, changed my life. And so, as I have clients now in the world of coaching and in the world that I do, I always tell them when they're in their darkest moment, I say, "Hey, just so you know, I'm sitting in this chair talking to you based on tragedy. Based on tragedy, that's how I got here. And um, and it, it never feels like a job ever. When, you know, when I drive to see my clients, it's my best part of every day. So. So that is interesting when you tap into what you should be doing, what feels right, what doesn't pull at a lot of, you know, pull at all the ends of you. Like, I like this or I make good money, but I have to compromise these five ethics and that person's really mean to me every day. When you're just, when you just feel good. So I really like that you brought that up and we both do have stories of... (laughs) compromised situations that did not create homeostasis, certainly in, the, in whatever the other business world or whatever we did before. So so integrative health then, you know, let's let's talk about that. Mind, body, spirit, because you and I are both such advocates. I do think that's part of when I talk about a paradigm shift. I think it's coming, holistic, mind, body, spirit, integrative health, you know, it's, 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 It's coming into its own, um, but what do you think about, do you think people understand it? Do you think people know what it is? Do you think it's being practiced enough all the time? What do you think?
3: I believe that we can definitely bring a lot more spiritual practices into our life. And it doesn't mean that we have to start following a different belief system. You know, nobody's being asked to do that. But um, just to go within and, you know, take some time where you are not distracted by your busy life, whether you find a place where, you know, you can have a little sacred space or whether you go out for, you know, a walk in nature, but something that just allows you to get in touch with the spiritual aspect of yourself. So you know, when we design these workshops, I definitely include, you know, modules for the mind and the spirit. And one of the things with the mind is really just, you know, helping people live in a higher state of awareness. Um, I think that is so important to be, you know, aware that you are tapping into the highest thoughts and words and actions that you can at all times and you know, take the opportunity to redirect those thoughts, you know, when they're not representative of your highest self. So, you know, when it comes to the mind, it's just trying to ascend into a higher consciousness. And then, you know, with the spirit, it's really just, you know, going to a sacred space, getting quiet and you know, listening to your heart and listening to what comes up in those times of, you know, meditation. So, you know, it kind of goes back to that interesting example we were talking about. So, you know, when I had an awakening that, you know, I was really meant to go into the field of wellness, then, you know, I pursued that, but I still hadn't really awakened on a spiritual level. And I really believe it's not until you fill the spiritual void, you know, that you're going to keep having the ups and downs. So it was probably about five years ago that I really had a spiritual awakening, you know, where I was able to pull in, you know, both the body and the mind and the spirit and really come into a place of harmony. I like that word, I, you know, uh, harmony,
2: harmony. And I kind of associate that with inner peace, inner peace, finding, finding, you know, inside you, how are you at your calmest? Harmony, inner peace, what's, what, what's working? And I think, I, I do think spiritual, spiritual beliefs, spiritual awareness and spiritual, spirituality, like just all all of these things. Maybe you have it, maybe you don't in your life. But I do believe, you know, it is at the soul level. It is the core of our essence. We are fed some information. And I will say again, some of us pay attention to this. Some of us don't. I'm not here to boss anyone around. And this, you know, show is all about freedom of choice, you know. But I am here to say that, like with integrative health, things go together, and as I've mentioned before and maybe last week, compartmentalization, putting things in boxes and going to different doctors and going to different people and talking to different professionals as if all things are separate and they have a specialty. Now, I guess I want to say to the listeners, this is not your fault. We've lived this life. That's why I say it it may be a paradigm shift. So, But I do say if someone gets hurt or wounded, we go to the physician if the leg is broken or if you've got a gaping wound. You know, if you know you're suffering from depression or you're crying all the time or you're panicking, you're probably going to go to a mental health professional. You might need some medication or something. And I use the experience of loss. There could be many things that drive you to want to go toward the spiritual. You know, whatever that is for you. But you know, it's really down deep, and ask why or try to connect with someone who's gone or you know something that's in a spiritual realm. Um, I, I just, I want to say that, and, and then even the immune system I've talked about, it's all together. If you, you know, if you're depressed, it's going to have somatic, you know, implications and ramifications. And if you hurt yourself, it's probably going to affect your mind. At what is you, you're now limited, based on that wound or based on a broken leg or based on something if your back hurts every day. And if you f- feel a loss, that's going into your emotion and your brain. So all of this does affect our, and I, you know, and so again, there's no crime here anywhere. It's just to say, be your own advocate. Integrative health may be coming of age, but don't expect all the professionals you see to, be, you know, to have the plan of how they're going to integrate. Be your own advocate and tie in correct people that you would like to be your team of advocates to take you to your best place if anything is, you know, going wrong with you, if anything is harming your ability to get where you want to go. You create your team and you become an advocate for integrative health. Do you
3: agree, Suzanne? Absolutely. I think that when you harmonize your body, mind, and spirit, only then can you experience true inner peace, joy, and long-lasting happiness.
2: Yeah, I, you know, there is so much Suzanne and I agree on and um, I'm going to say her website because, you know, she is releasing books, trilogy, this whole concept of where, you know, she is really tying stuff together and she's giving you really tangible ways to change your life and step it up to the best life you can have if you make choices that you'd like to make. And so dot Calm. You can even call her 925-989-6779. So thanks so much, Suzanne, for being on. I really want to thank you again. It's been wonderful.
3: It's truly been my pleasure, Lindsay, and I know we'll be working on a lot more projects going forward. So thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. I agree. I absolutely agree. So today we talked about Enlightened Living We did have Suzanne Ross on again as a part of the two-part series, which we completed today. Please listen to both parts, last week and this week. We did design this program together, so it does go together, and it's worth it. Empowered eating, enlightened living. Please listen to both parts if you can. It's worth it. And we did talk about enlightened living today. Self-esteem, purpose, identity, truth, Lindsay's life secret. Enlightenment is about awareness, and we can all stop and take a moment to make the choice that will take us to a better place. What do you believe in? Why are you here? Do you live authentically based on your beliefs? Is it often difficult to do that, and is it often tough to do with true intention or awareness or dedication? You can make your life happen. It does not have to happen to you. You can bring your dark issues out of hiding, You can talk about them and you can just journal them if that's the safest way for you. Bringing our issues into consciousness, it gives us the chance to go back over our lives and we can rewrite our stories and we can take limiting beliefs, self-limiting beliefs that are no longer necessary and we can remove them as the obstacles that are getting in our way. Our histories are part of who we are. But they don't need to define us, and they certainly don't need to limit where we're going or where we want to go. So we can make a new choice. We all have the power to do that. I appreciate you, listeners. I appreciate you choosing this show. I appreciate your loyalty to wanting to learn and become wiser and using Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, as the way to do it. I'm your host, Lindsay Levinson, and you are on Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, Our guest has been Suzanne Ross for two weeks for the two-part series, How Lucky Were We. I am so glad to have shared this series with all of you, and so is Suzanne. And I want you all to have an intentional and purposeful week.
1: Thanks. Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.